Hello. Hey. Welcome. What's up? <laughs> I'll let you manage. Time, uh, see. It's your uh, podcast. Um, I don't know what to say. You had an idea in mind for today. Uh, I guess. Let's go with it. Um, okay, so I just... We just got, like, something to record on. So, um, I guess I wanted to try it out with, like, a light topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, about, like, um, what do you think? Like, how do you live with the fact that I'm depressed? And like how do you manage it um not me i mean yes how do you manage me but how do you manage your own feelings towards the fact that i have a disease that you can't help me with mm. like that's kind of a broad question but uh i guess the first thing i would say is um it doesn't this minds this might sounds uh, a bit cliche but it's far from being the most defining point of view it's uh very it's it's like you know if you knew someone that was kind of uh, always late to uh, meetings or someone that's already always like to interject or something someone with just like a special personality trait uh, that makes them special but doesn't change the fact you can enjoy your time with them uh it's kind of the same i'd say uh, for like for introduction of course uh when we spend time together your um depression most of the time is in the background when we play together uh when we uh, just go out when we pet the dog or anything else really i guess it's more like when we when you feel down and how long you feel down like the actual i don't know how you call it like the actual depression episode or something Mm -hmm. um it's um during that time that it can be hard because there is that feeling of like not being able to help for sure but there is also um having to shoulder a lot uh for you know we discussed it like chores and uh, work and taking out the dog and everything but it it's manageable i guess that's kind of what i say all the time anyway mm-hmm. well <laughs> it's a very vague answer for a very vague uh, question i guess yeah i like if you want specifics i don't want like i guess i want specifics like as long as you're comfortable answering sure but i was wondering like one of my biggest fears is like being a burden to someone even though like 
you're a burden to someone all the time. Might it be your boss or your parents or your brothers or whatever. Yeah. Like to a certain degree. But I was wondering like when you said like a specific trait in someone um when someone is always late or someone is um has like a funky personality or something to what degree can you handle that and when do you say like stop i can't handle that anymore because i went through a friendship breakup recently kind of like <laughs> can we call it a breakup when you ghosted someone um because he wasn't clear about his plans or uh he was supposed to come see us but he didn't say that like involved yeah like I, i don't know how to explain it like i might sound like an asshole but he didn't tell me like what his plans were as in okay i might be um where you are like these dates like he told me that but i the level of friendship we had i expected more of a yeah this is my plan um just to let you know and like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna land at this time and i'm gonna text you when i arrive at the city you're at uh, so we can make plans or i don't know if it's just the like rigid planner in me that's asking that but to me okay so it's not the first time he did that and, and <laughs> anyway it's um yeah it's a different like story for another time but to me like he was the breaking point of this friendship and i was wondering like what's the breaking point um Or what's the most... For depression, you mean? Yeah, like what's the... Yeah. I think it's like for you, or I don't know. Like I think it's kind of hard to pinpoint because like in the case of depression... It's, it's like I'm asking you like, when are you going to break up with me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, uh, it's... Um, <laughs> I was about to say I'm comfortable with answering, but that sounds like I'm about to give you a date or something. <laughs> No, it's um, uh, how do I say this? Compared to like always being late or interjecting, having a funky personality, or like having a weird obsession about Taylor Swift, or I don't know, uh, the depression is. You said a, a disease. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just say it's a handicap, and um, you don't consider bringing up with someone over a handicap or at least for me I consider that to be a very very bad uh, moral move like it's you if if you are with someone and that someone get cancer you don't like break up with them that's 
something on Hassel would do. So yeah, but that's yeah. the so that's the first part of my answer. Uh, it's not something to consider. Something that would push it to happen, I think, is if you go um, um, on the first basis that you don't break up with them based on that. Well, if you cheat on me, that's another story, but I don't see it happening. But uh, the, the only thing that could uh, like uh, make something as bad as that happen would be if I were to be myself pushed into like some mental state where I'm like in depression as well, but like uh, I don't. It's hard to me to imagine actually because uh, I, um, for me at least, I I think of it as like some kind of iron rule. Uh, as soon as we decide to be together, I know you're uh, in depression. Uh, I will not use that as a reason to get out of uh, our relationship because that sounds like just uh, having gone back on what I said to myself at the beginning. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, only if you were pushed to the extreme limit of like physical uh you know like being tired being also like uh, not stressed out but like uh, yeah falling into depression as well or something but like in a very bad sense you know like hospital kind of sense mm-hmm. i think it would be to that point where you're like okay my life is in danger if we keep this up but mm-hmm. that's a very extreme uh, case hold on i don't get like if i were to get hospitalized no me Oh, okay. Because, like, that would be only on your side. So it's still the same, like, you're depressive. But if I were to be that depressive as well, it's like if you're in a wheelchair and I have to push you around, it's easy, you know? But if we're both in a wheelchair, then we have a problem. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have some sort of weird accent. Mm. In any case, yeah, I guess that sounds like a. Um, uh, uh, avoiding the question but I guess that's how I would answer it because the thing is um, I've always heard that depression is contagious and it feels like I'm contaminating you these days because you seem to be in a state of unhappiness since we've come back from Japan. And I don't know if it's just like because we've come back from Japan and it was so amazing and everything was great but even um before japan i felt like you were kind of sad kind of not unhappy but not happy either mm. you know what i mean yeah it i have a weird image of that it's like 
your state of happiness is a sailing to my happiness as well. Not to sound like Barbie and Kane, but uh, if I go Thank back you. from work and I'm like uh, in a good mood and I come home and I see you extremely sad, I don't feel like walking around all smiley and being like, oh, oh, oh uh, I'm super joyous. Uh, and, you know, like uh, being absolutely tone deaf to how you feel. Uh, I will be able to a degree to like uh, be caring and uh, try to cheer you up. But I kind of tune in with how you feel. If I have energy, I try to cheer you up. But I guess I align with how you feel. That's, how, that's, that's why I try to make you feel better as well. Because if you don't feel good, I don't feel good. I mean, if you don't, if you're not happy, I'm not happy. Because like, happiness is uh, something to share. Uh, that sounds like a fast food marketing slogan. But uh, <laughs> yep, have a cheeseburger, and since you're having one, just buy your friend another one. It's the two for two deal. Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just. Um, that's the way I see the contamination thing. It's like when I come back from work sometime, I'm like in a good mood, but I see you in a bad mood and my mood kind of shift. Doesn't mean I'm, uh, it doesn't mean that I've lived my whole day being sad. It means that at that stage of the day, when I come back, I make now you I've sad. Now I, now I feel sad. No, you don't make me sad. I feel sad because you are sad. If if you if I get in a car crash and you and uh, and uh, you you are sad, uh, I'm not making you sad. The car crash is making you sad. Mm. Uh, the fact that you are sad is making me sad. You are not making me sad. Mm. That's a good analogy, I guess. Hard to accept because depression and anxiety and lack of self-esteem. But yeah, that is a good analogy. It, it kind of pinpoints the thing. Okay, it's still related to you, yeah. But yeah. it's not like you are the cause. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So that's one part of uh, living with a depression, uh, with, a, how do you say, like a depressed person? Depressive. Something. <laughs> living with someone with depression. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one part of it. But yeah, most of the days, well, not most of the days, but like most of the time we're just having fun. And like even when you feel sad, uh, you know, it's like uh, living in uh, uh, on the west of France. It's uh, it's rainy every day, but it's also sunny every day. <laughs> what you mean? Like, you may be there are days when everything is well, but uh, at some point during the day you will be sad, and there are days where uh, for a few days you are in full depression mode, and yet. 
at some point during the day we still manage to have like a good time you're smiling you 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 do say oh but i like depression and everything but you still are enjoying your time like it, it's been a few days like this already like uh currently as we are recording this uh you have been uh not feeling very well for like two or three days and i mean like in the heavy not feeling well mm. and it's um and yet uh, i think the day before yesterday we did like some uh heart uh, craft or something Mm-hmm. And it was fun, like it was a r- very li- relaxed environment, but uh, it was still fun to do together. Mm. We had some uh, fake uh, subway at home today. It was a, uh, it was still a funny experience, and s- yeah, like I loved it. It was fun. Uh, I don't know about the. The racism of your accents, <laughs> uh, honestly. <laughs> but I'm not um, sure people will get the reference if they listen to this. But <laughs> it's okay, accents. I, I have a for reference. I have a really hard time uh, controlling the way I speak, in the sense that uh, it's like dyslexia. But when you speak instead of uh, when you read. <laughs> yeah sure Uh, but yeah no it it was good unfortunately Subway's bread is unrivaled as of now the what? Subway's bread (laughs) of course but anyway it was uh, like it's a ray of sunshine in a day that is a rainy day, but uh, it still happens. So it's not like you're, it's not a torture chamber in a prison or something. So that's what I mean when, because we're talking about what it's like living with someone with depression, you still get good days every day. But it does depend. uh, I guess what I'm about to say is kind of like, weird but kind of true like in those kind of days when you feel extremely bad it does depend on me if we want to have a good time or not in the sense that like uh, if I feel bad and like I don't do anything about it as well uh, that kind of sounds bad but like if I if I just decide to let things uh, as they mm-hmm. are uh, we, you're not going to feel better. You're just going to go to bed feeling sad, and the whole day we will feel like uh, a mess. Mm-hmm. But we can see, uh, as long as I don't feel as bad as you do, I still have some energy to uh, do stuff together with you, so that we still have a good time, the both of us. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, and it's appreciated. It's, uh, so it's uh, of course it makes a lot of things harder. Like uh, going outside is tougher. We, uh, I tend to worry a lot 
about you uh, when I go out without you and I feel like you're sad when I leave and I'm like during the whole time I'm out I'm like is she crying at home uh, is she okay is she just having a bad day and at the same time if I just stressed about it when I go home I'm already tired from stressing about it and it's not going to be any easier when I come back if you are feeling better as well <laughs> so mm. there is managing that you were talking about managing your feeling I guess there is managing that side of like there is the burden like the mental charge of mental load mm-hmm. or something of uh, you know managing more stuff on my side because it's not like you can do it when you feel like that but there is also like uh, it adds up with the uh, worrying about you just in the general sense I guess Mm -hmm. sorry I speak a lot no it's okay we're here to talk about you (laughs) I mean I'm talking a lot most of the time when we're like together and I'm talking about my feelings and I sometimes feel like I'm oversharing my feelings when I should be like not doing that so to like spare you you know what I mean like spare you the stress of knowing that I'm feeling a certain type of way because that feeling is so flaky like it's it's so instant and it goes away like five minutes later sometimes um people back in the day called it hysteria uh but uh, to be honest I, I get where they're coming from <laughs> Because feeling it myself, I feel like I'm going crazy. But, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about communicating how you feel at point in time, for me it helps. Because uh, in my case, so not like for anyone, uh, I do tend to uh, do a lot of... uh, hyper vigilance I think it's called like uh, I'm extremely hyper worried aware. sorry hyper aware yeah hyper aware like uh, I, I get extremely worried about how you feel like uh, every breath you take feels uh, like a toxic relationship where you have to be hyper aware of the other person and their moods because you're afraid of the backlash it's yeah it's uh but not for you it's uh it's like a habit i have when i'm like worried i feel like i'm in an environment when what i do can have big consequences that are negative in uh, the general case when we talk about that kind of um, you know um, hyper awareness it's because you have someone in front of you that is going to be uh, mean to you if you say something wrong. 
but in this case uh, it's because I feel like uh, anything I could do could make you feel sadder and I want to make you feel better so it's like uh, it's like um, trying to go through multiple needle hole with a Formula One it's like uh, I'm trying to at every second, uh, notice what could make you feel better, uh, notice what make you feel bad, even when sometimes yeah, I just have to wait for you to feel better. And so it's like kind of s extremely draining mentally, but I tend to do that a lot when you feel bad to like try and, uh, uh, I guess I'm on the edge of my seat of like, trying to figure out how you feel and trying to make you feel better because uh, it's kind of like a survival mode I guess where my survival depends on making you feel better so like that's not linked to your depression it's more like a small trauma on my side I guess <laughs> another issue to deal with okay I, I don't know what to say about that because I feel um, really sad to hear that, as in, it sounds like a trauma you have, but I don't want to be a trigger to you. But like, uh, let's say I'm triggered by coffee, if you like coffee, it's not your fault, it's a... Uh yeah, but... It's I don't know, it's like I think it's like it saying like yeah, I got hit by a bullet and yes, it was the gun but who was holding the gun? Well, in that case you have a gun <laughs> but you're not firing it but like I'm kind of like uh, I'm kind of like worried <laughs> I'm looking at the gun <laughs> but <laughs> I know you're not going to fire it you know you're not going to fire it but I do see the gun, and I <laughs> and I am worried that it will uh, it will fire by mistake, <laughs> something like that. No, I think it's linked to my uh, you know uh, being uh, um, fearful of uh, abandonment. So, um, so yeah, it just linked to that. It's not a. Uh, not anything else so yeah anyway I think it's it's something on the side it does um, have some effect on how I deal with you but it's not your fault and you're not triggering triggering it I mean uh, I get that hyper awareness uh, not to this, not to this degree, of course, but like I guess to a certain degree, like when I'm stressed at work or that kind of thing, you know. So, it's uh, yeah, it's not linked. Okay. I don't know if you have uh, any other specifics in mind. Um. I don't know. Like, 
other than that like it's kind of hard to hear you say that because I guess it's like when you say that it's hard for you to see me sad and struggle um, in any way and I know like you have your own traumas and and like you have your own problems I mean mentally or psychologically <laughs> like anxiety I mean who doesn't have anxiety like these days like I'd like to meet someone who doesn't because damn I'd love to live like in that person's body um, but yeah like I try not to like trigger you in any way as in like to me the human like everybody like is a minefield and I guess it's like a really people pleaser mm, kind of uh, way of thinking but like you need to be careful of every mind of people um me or people in general people in general and like when it's someone you care about you're extra careful like you don't want to step on their mind but at the same time or no i'm wrong like you don't want to make a mind explode but you want to come and look at the mind and take a look at it and like in a way take it out so it's not a mine anymore you know what I mean like I'm not saying you want to cure that person like you're not gonna cure anyone as in there you can't cure someone if they don't want to cure themselves but imagine you have trauma and like you have a fear of a abandonment and so that's that's a mine and like um you want to reassure that person that whatever is gonna whatever is gonna happen you're not gonna abandon them you know what i mean yeah so yeah you don't want to step on people's mind But at the same time, for the people that you care about, um, when you know there's a mine, you're gonna be careful about it, and you're also gonna wanna make the areas that it's like if it's gonna explode, at least make like kind of a bubble around it so it's not as painful. I would have said like. If you know there is a mind there, for someone you know, you're going to walk around always looking at that specific spot. Yeah. Worrying that you're coming close to it or not. Mm. So it's uh, it's like even more on your mind yeah. than with someone you don't know and don't care as well. Yeah. 
I don't know, I guess it's extremely anxiety-inducing because you have to think all the time about what the other person thinks. But at the same time, when you have anxiety, that kind of thought is almost like natural at some point. When you get to a certain level of anxiety and empathy also because it takes a lot of empathy I don't know where was I where was I hated with that like it's just yeah people are a minefield and when you don't know the person you don't care about stepping on their minds but yeah the closer the person the caref- the more careful you are it's like you see a field but you don't know it's a minefield when it's someone you don't know yeah and you know it is a minefield yeah otherwise but yeah like I try not to trigger you um, or when I do on purpose sometimes it's not to trigger you in the sense of um, trying to make you feel bad or anything like in order for our relationship to still be healthy despite all of our traumas combined I'm like okay um, there's this fear he has or there's this like issue you have um, and I need you to understand that I'm not like gonna be acting up on the dream fear you have you know what I mean do you have like any example on that like you have a fear of an Embedment that's really like high, I guess. At least that's how we perceive it. And anytime we used to disagree on something, or I was like kind of angry at you for some reason in the beginning of a relationship, you were like scared shitless. Like, even I was like, What the fuck are you scared about? because um i mean like evan puked one time yeah yeah it doesn't it does sound like you know the, the boyfriend that acts like all dramatic just to keep their girlfriend with them <laughs> but it was like yeah uh, yeah some kind of panic that make you sick to your stomach and then like you just get sick yeah but I don't know, like, it's, to me, when we have, like, disagreement, or we can, we've never screamed at each other, and I hope that we don't really do that in the future, but in my family, like, um, there was a lot of overstepping boundaries, and 
and like yelling and screaming and whatever um but still we're really really close and to me it was like when um you puked and you were like sh like i've never seen you like this scared and i was like what like i'm not gonna break up with you just because i'm mad at you and not speaking to you for like half a day like in my mind i was like scared that you are so scared but i was also like i need you to not be scared in those times because i might do it again and i know that you might do it to me and i need to be sure 100 that Even though we're mad at each other, we're not like I mean, if that can we're strong enough. If that can reassure you, there are a lot of time when you were giving me the silent treatment, and I was uh, coming to terms with the fact that you are not going to leave me. You just need to like rearrange your emotion, your feelings, and like your thoughts until you feel ready to talk to me about what's bothering you and I just have to wait. It's a painful wait, but I just have to wait. And when I realized that, when that happened and I managed to realize it, it's easier on me. Uh, there, there have been time where, and even like, it's not recent, but it's like within the year recent, where uh, there was one time you just left mm. while I was not home and you came back like two hours later or something and I was like s like scared to uh, a very big point, let's say. And uh, those kind of time, like, of course I'm going to be scared because even if I tell myself, oh, like, uh maybe it just you know like you need time to rearrange your thoughts but the materialization the manifestation of that is not just you being silent on the couch it's like you having literally left the home and half gone missing in a way as in like you don't answer back and uh So when that happened, uh, if you combine that with the fact that you are someone with depression, uh, my mind was like in shambles, uh, worried about, you know, like the worst. So, yeah, uh, I handle it better now, but there are still occasions where like, uh, thankfully it's, it actually has not really happened uh, anymore to this degree no but yeah it was uh sometime it's still uh, hard to manage i guess yeah it sounds like i'm such a toxic and abusive partner now why <laughs> <laughs> like I, i totally get the feeling of wanting to uh you know like have some space space and like you don't really get that at home when you know the person is like within 10 meters of you and uh, in our case like two 
and uh, and it's not like you can easily tell that person oh I'm going I need some hair uh, I'm going for a walk because you are mad at that person but yeah it's like a it's hard to find an answer to that problem because uh, if you live in that scenario it's just you know like the kind of like worst timing to leave the apartment because the, that's only that's the kind of scenario where the worst thing happens you know like accident or like if a person just go missing or something but in the at the same time it's like uh, nothing bad so yeah but <laughs> i guess the <laughs> The solution is just like to not disagree. <laughs> to not what? <laughs> to not disagree. To what? <laughs> to each other? W w yeah, with each other. No, n to never go to this point of... Oh, never have a, like, a disagreement? That goes yeah, so bad, no. yeah. I don't think that's healthy. But yeah, like, I'm sorry. I know my silent treatments are are really bad as in i got it from my father so i mean i do prefer the silent treatment uh, if i know it's the silent treatment and you just need time and i just leave you like uh defragmenting your brain uh it's fine i just know i need to wait it's a bit stressful but it's fine it's better than not knowing what's happening and it's better than being insulted mm. Because to this day, I don't think you're ever that we have ever insulted each other. No. Aside from that one time you called me a bitch. It was not a bitch. It's not, uh, if you were to translate it in English, it was like. Uh, I can't. No. No. It was like a damn something, I guess. I don't know. I, I, for me, stupid it's shit. For me, it's it was like a a bad word for like kid or something. So really, because to me it was more of a um, you stupid shit. Okay. I don't know. I was shocked when you said it. But at the same time, it was like, huh? <laughs> uh, Funny. I saw it at a, as a teasing word at the time, but... Uh, yeah, no, I know. Sorry. But I knew that you were not trying to insult me or anything. Yeah, it's not uh, very healthy. It just, you took me off guard, that's all. But uh, yeah, I guess we are kind of uh, sidetracked for from the original question. But um, I don't know. I guess it kind of comes with the mental illness too, because my reactions sometimes are like over the top. And sometimes I don't know when to stop 
as in my emotions are so high that I don't want to interact with you or or have a conversation with you because since my emotions are so high like they're so intense I know for a fact because I've done it before with my mom with my brother with my family um just so you know our relationship is like just me trying to have like the healthiest relationship I've ever had <laughs> uh, with any human being ever um but yeah like when I'm this way it just feels like I could do like something that you could not forgive me and I would not forgive myself either you mean if you were not to give me the silent treatment yes like if we were to interact in any type of way like I know I could be like very intense even violent when I'm in a state where I feel hurt like you know attack is the best defense and that's just how I've always been so <laughs> yeah. I take that scene at heart Mm. Okay. And yeah, like, I don't know how to manage that. Like, taking like a timeout is the healthiest way I've been able to not explode in your I, face I think the, the trick is really you taking a time out but me knowing that it is a time out like uh, there is a difference between you being silent and me being aware that you need some time to like cool down you know like uh, even in argument or when p someone are, is angry with something usually the best thing to do is just like not discuss it right away wait for the both both people to uh, be calm and then try to discuss it until someone get mad and then you wait again or you know like to always discuss it without uh, being under the heat of the emotion mm. so the fact that you do this it's like in a sense it's very healthy it just uh, for me it's kind of hard to deal with but at, at the very moment that I know it's like Oh, you are in a timeout, and not like you are uh, to to cool down, and not mm -hmm. like you are angry and you are giving me the silent treatment and you are waiting for something from me to like break the treatment or something. Otherwise, you're going to be silent for a week or whatever. I've never been silent for a week. I wouldn't be able to. I don't think so. I don't know, but I mean, I've been I silent for a week, but not with do. you. <laughs> <laughs> But um, if I know that, I, I can handle it like better on my side as well. Yeah. And the thing is, you're right. Like, you 
couldn't do anything to make me break that silence um, because it's like I don't know about other people when they're giving the silent treatment to their partner or their kids or whatever people around them but to me it's like I'm giving myself and you a timeout like I'm putting myself in a box um, I'm ruminating a little bit like I'm like foster like negative feelings for a little bit mm. before going over to like um like allow myself fully yeah you have to like uh digest and yeah, feel, feel them yeah because otherwise i feel like there's still like some remnants of these feelings um yeah and if you by misfortune if you think if you start to think oh i didn't let myself be angry at that time then you just create more resentment down the road yeah and yeah like not to it's not it's really not up to you i guess at that point when I'm silent as in you're not gonna break the silence ever yeah because if you try to talk to me I'm gonna be even angrier or sadder or whatever the feeling I'm feeling at the moment you're trying to talk to me like trying to eat a chocolate cake a chocolate cake when it's still in the oven yes it's exactly. burning hot yeah no it's trying to take out the cake of out of the oven without wearing clothes or no protective gear on you if you want it works mm. as well <laughs> because at least when you eat the chocolate cake you at least get a sugar rush or something here you just get burned <laughs> so yeah better not come near my oven do, do you want to like rename the podcast a shitty analogy mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're trying to one up each other on that uh, yeah <laughs> sorry it was because we're old oh. like for real like my sister and brother they don't make analogies they don't uh, well that's just sad no because anyone makes it's a words. it's an old people thing Like she she was just telling me the other day, like yeah, stop making analogies. Like you're, if you feels like you're old, and I was like, fuck, well, I, I am. I old. think you are taking out heart something your sister said. That's the first time I ever heard that uh, analogies. It's like uh, have you ever heard like a fifteen year old go go on TikTok or whatever? Uh, a lot of people are using metaphors. Metaphor. Yes, but not in the conversation. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, 
old uh, people tend you to know, make more I, analogies. Uh, Sometimes I say like me, I tend to like use a lot of uh, weird expression and analogies, but not the rest of my acquaintance. Yeah. So I guess it's more like a smart people thing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because m my manager uh, love to do analogy. He's the only one uh, in the team that I know that do that. He, yeah. he do analogy. He does analogy with uh, sport all with the time. With a big knife. <laughs> Meta metaphor and analogy with sport. With a big knife. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He, he, I think it's more like a personality trait thing rather than being old thing. So if I, uh, I'm not saying I'm not old, just like it's not true. Just your sister is scared of analogies. I don't <laughs> think so, but sure, I guess. Anyway. Anything you want to talk about? I mean, that pretty much uh, sums it up. Like, the way we can have that conversation, it flows uh, pretty naturally. There's like no, not too much negative emotion, I guess. And that, that conversation itself is what it is to live with a person with depression. Like, we can talk. We just did that. So, yeah, the, the, it's more like the practical things like uh, going out uh, and all the laundry and that kind of stuff where you have um, challenges. But uh, it's kind of like a cope, what I'm about to say. But uh, you would still have to do laundry if you were living by yourself. So I would still have to like wash the dishes, maybe not as many, but like I would still have to wash a pan. Uh, I would still have to like do the groceries to like uh, take out the dog if I had one. Uh, you wouldn't have had one uh, if we weren't together, I yeah. think. Yeah, I would not have a dog by myself, but uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of those uh, um, chores are. Uh, would be like smaller but they would still be there so like it's not like a game changer it's uh the issue would be like you know that video you saw of like a, a girl being uh um uh what, what was the thing like uh not uh depre not depressed but like not doing anything either and like fully capable of working but like refusing to hmm. and in those kind of cases you're like okay like why are you not doing it am i your slave or something hmm. because when you when you well uh, i'm giving you the credit of like uh, doing it when you do it so like you are able to do it and i see when you're uh, feeling well and are able to like help but if i if i see you like feeling well and you're not helping then i'll i'll, I'll ask you right away like help me with that hmm. 
because like if I'm like struggling with all the chores when I'm by uh, myself in the sense that like you're not feeling good, then I will expect I will expect you to like help me as soon as you feel good enough to help me because that's like uh, in the day-to-day life that's like the most uh, urgent points to tackle when you feel better. Yeah. To like uh, lighten my uh, load. Yeah. So, and uh, once again, that's like really a practical uh, issue. But uh, when you get with someone, it's like to spend time with them and like we spend time together just fine. Except like, of course, when you're feeling bad, but like like having a crisis, I mean. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, well, like we can play video game together, we can talk together, we can watch stuff together, like or some stuff like any other couple could do we go on vacation together most of the time it's a uh, uh, smooth sailing better than most co- couples from what I understood yeah uh, we still have uh, bad days during vacation but like I don't think we had like no I think we had like um, half a day that I wasn't feeling so good when we were in Japan other than that yeah, like more than that. no I mean like mentally I'm not talking about being sick I'm talking about being angry and mentally and well like a, a good day and a half easy in Tokyo oh yeah true yeah yeah I didn't really enjoy it as much as I could have I mean, we we still enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, it's not like we're we're not we're planning on going back. So it's fine. True. But yeah, so it's a uh, any any other couple as were down uh, as well, like being angry with each other that kind of stuff. And actually, you could argue like, of course, it's not better to have depression. Of course not, but like because uh, we are in this situation that imply me me caring about you as well like not being like a jerk but we the, the kind of issue we have is like fundamentally different than a normal couple in the sense that we don't have to deal with like um, most of the time we don't have to deal with uh, you know like not caring for each other because mm. uh, if we don't, then a breakdown is going to happen quite quickly. No. So. I guess like that's the foundation of a relationship or at least one of them. Yeah. Like more so than other relationships that we've seen. Because I had like a breakdown really early in our relationship yeah like within a month yeah (laughs) yeah and i think like you told me some stuff um that you felt very vulnerable about at the time you mean um yeah like around the same time 
and remember we went to go we went to the Asian restaurant oh yeah yeah like each time you were saying like oh those people they do that I don't like it if I were a culprit of doing that of or more like in that case of having done that I would I would like come clean with it right away yeah. like okay yeah I did that as well in the past <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah like uh, I don't want to lie but also I don't want to hide anything and like even stuff I feel like could be an issue in the future like I prefer to like mention them uh, even if we have a small problem rather than it being like an issue later on and you w having to wonder like oh uh, why did you not mention it earlier Mm. And like having, you know, like starting to overthink and everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, like it was, it was really the foundation that put us together, I guess. Yeah. Is it, is it considered as trauma bounding or something? I don't think so. I think it's just like being a, uh, it's too porcelain cup. Uh, knowing how fragile the other is. I guess. What's really interesting is in some parts of your cup, you're very strong, and in some parts, you're very weak. And when you're weak, where you are weak, I am strong most of the time. And where I am weak, you are strong. You know what I mean? I would need an example. Um, okay, I guess everybody has a fear of abandonment. But um, like, I don't have the fear of abandonment that's as strong as you okay um at least when it comes to the issues we had like i wouldn't think that would have been a breaking point to you you know what okay. i mean uh, yeah like you are worrying about being abandoned over long-term issues yeah. while i'm worried about like uh, very spontaneous thing yeah like i know on the well that's arrogant of me but like i think on the long term status i'm doing well i'm not being bad to you but like if something happened like i'm like uh oh that was very low you put compared meat in my in my in, in your uh, plate yeah like you made me eat, eat meat again <laughs> For the contest, I'm vegan. And I'm not. Yep. How much do I bother you about veganism? About you not being vegan? Quite a few times. How much? No, no, it's, it's totally fine. Because like... Um, it's m on those questions, it's more like we are two very hard headed 
person about what is the truth behind like science and uh, as long as I get my uh, a big enough dose of uh, research explanation how it works like it's good for me and mm. as long as I get like a a small uh, momentum back momentum back of like why do people think of think otherwise what is true in the other side but now I'm, I'm fine mm-hmm. I just don't like a biased 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 yeah I think the game changer movie like was it a was real a, game changer it was interesting yeah like the I felt it shift in you well I ate more meat recently but uh, <laughs> it's more like uh, that plus the um, uh, the research I've read on oxidative stress yeah was uh, very interesting and um, uh, what else yeah seeing like uh, some 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 slice of meat are quite uh, disgusting when you consider that it's like a body part of an animal like uh, the more you uh, distantiate it from the animal the easier it is to like look at it like a an ingredient really but uh, the more you imagine it as like you know like an open surgery uh, the less you want to eat it for in my case at least like I don't feel like biting the leg of a cow a living one, I mean. Mm. So, I don't feel like uh, it's not very attractive like that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm... But for the heart, it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> for the context, I love uh, chicken hearts. <laughs> <laughs> very specific <laughs> ingredient. Yeah. And like he eat like what twenty chicken hearts? No, 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 forty. <laughs> <laughs> like it was In like one sitting. Yeah, like uh, it's very small. Like uh, it was eight skewers with like easy six, seven, eight on them. So uh, like that's more like sixty, seventy heart. Yeah, it mm. was very nice. It, uh, like yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I wish I could have some. It's very, very good, very tasty. I don't know, I've never had it. D- uh, did you ever have um, uh, the heart of a uh, beef? Of like uh, zilli? I've never eaten heart before. Like mm. brains, yes. It's like very muscly. I don't know, like it. I guess my mom cooks it with like cheese in it. Like, you know, um, the triangle cheeses. Uh, samosa? Um, like the white cheese. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Kiri? No. Kiri, kiri? Trian- like in a round box. Uh, a la vache kiri. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, to me, it tasted a lot like this. I don't know if it's because of the cheese. What kind of meat? Uh, brains. 
But like it's it's kind of mushy, and I'm not gonna say that I'm a big fan of it or that I was because I don't eat meat anymore. But like it was fine, and but apparently mo- like there's a lot of are fine. Hmm? most pi- most pieces of meat are fine to it. I mean, like in te- in term of taste, intestines. Yeah. Oh, oh, intestines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like yeah, that's why I said most and not all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I wanted to try like pig's feet because it's really good. Like, I remember when I was a kid. So, uh, I don't get it. Like, you wouldn't eat your nails. Well, why would it's you eat the nail of like an animal? It's not the nail. It's like the foot. It's Are you the a leg. <laughs> it's the leg. And it's like really. It's like the bone. Not so really. Bone sucker. Uh, you need to try it. Like you'll get what I mean when you try it. It's like bacon, but. Not really, as in it's a less um, greasy, but it's also a lot more subtle and... Um, chewy? Not chewy. Okay. Um, like, it's like bacon was a cake. But like that's not a, a good description. Like, do you want to eat bacon under the form of a cake? I had it in milkshake. It wasn't good. <laughs> I'm not going to have it in a cake. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, um, if bacon was um, a cookie, a crunchy cookie with like um, chocolate chips, then pig's feet is like to me at least like a fluffy cake mm. it's a shame i don't like cheesecake and fluffy cake but uh, it's an interesting uh, analogy once again yeah that and there's one thing that i wanted to make you try too the I tongue I, I tried it no, 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 not tongue. Anyway. It's, um... Come on, you need to expand your world a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, like... Don't be afraid. I, I was a kid. I was afraid of anything other than like chicken nuggets. Oh, you're still talking about the pig. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were back to the like depression thing. <laughs> that was before I had depression. Maybe that's the cure. <laughs> pig fit. Yeah. Or maybe that was like the my downfall. <laughs> I don't think so, okay? It's like, uh, maybe it cancels uh, it out. 
what I don't like though, what I used to not like when I used to eat meat, um, is liver. Like I oh, hate so liver. Like liver chicken liver, duck liver, whatever liver, I don't like it. It's like a very strong taste, but it's nice. It, is, it doesn't smell compared to intestine. Mm. Yeah, but I used to not like it. Yep. Anyway, in that note, on that note about pig's feet and intestines pig's feet are they the cure for depression or just another uh, trigger carcinogen oh yeah i think it's the latter and i'm not saying that because i'm vegan just a bit. Yeah. okay maybe just for like five percent or something <laughs> not much more but yeah it's good for your bones yeah and your brains and if you eat brains it's good for your brains too <laughs> because of the omega freeze <laughs> well eat brains guys <laughs> are we zombies or something animal brains don't go and eat like people's brains because they got shit in their head shit for brains yep I mean not everybody actually no one at all but yeah everybody has their issues I don't want to eat someone's issues like mine are like too much already <laughs> imagine you be like someone's brain that have so much issues and like you add up your uh, own issues to them like what kind of human being would you be dead yeah or not because you're a coward and you think that you're a coward Coward? Mm-hmm. Because you had brain. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's a bit dark. So. Uh, um, What's your message? I don't know. I think uh, it's... Uh, both the first part and the part about eating meat or not is a good uh, indicator of like what it's like living with someone with depression when it comes to interacting with them. And it's not that bad. Mm. As long as you agree on basic uh, stuff. like Basic needs not being met. As in not showering every day? <laughs> no, but I mean like... Uh, if you had like some issue with... Um, uh, I don't know. 
like let's say you had an issue with me uh, putting meat in the fridge mm-hmm. uh, I don't part I don't eat that much meat but it would cause issue in the relationship if you had issue with me being friend with people who eat meat it would be a deal breaker yeah so vo- those kind of basic stuff mm. I think it it'd be like it's like saying yeah I don't like Christians and I don't want to be associated with any Christians at all I mean that's fair <laughs> if you if you have an issue with Christian but yeah taking the like least problematic religion yeah <laughs> you you will still get people telling you oh but it's very problematic you know in the united states the center of the world oh no <laughs> i mean who gets the least amount of hate christians so I thought this was a podcast about he- mental health. Oh, wait. It's actually a mental health issue being Christian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, to me, yes. <laughs> Religion is a big part of me being unwell. Uh-oh. No, for real. Like Yeah, y- you told me like when you were a kid, the church. Yeah. Being a bit uh, pushy. Uh, not as much pushy, but more of a guilt tripping. Mm, that's not great. Like, I already feel guilt. Like, you don't need to guilt trip me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. What were we talking about? Depression. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that sums it up. I don't know if you want to, like... We are getting more sidetracked than the kid in that uh, smartphone game. Like (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm getting tired, too. Anyway... So that's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. So what's your message? What's your, like, you can reach this number. Please leave a message. <laughs> I guess if you want to be with someone with depression, you have to accept that they might not be functioning in society. But like when you live with them, you're not living in society, you're living at home with them. And being at home with someone with depression is not being at home with someone in depression. It's being at home with just someone that's like comfortable with you. But that all depends on you. So on the relationship. In a relationship. Yeah. You're with Yeah. It depends on your level of comfort with each other. 
I mean, that's the whole point. If you're in a relationship with someone, you're trying to make them comfortable. If that person is in depression, then you have to like double up the uh, effort. So it kind of like set the bar high for like how to behave so that the relationship will survive. Otherwise, the relationship will not last at all. True. But that doesn't mean it's going to be a bad relationship be after. Just like you have to uh, come, you have to like manage your expectation in terms of society stuff. And you have to just be extra caring, which is really not a bad thing to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's my message. Okay. So not be the red guy who says like, yeah, my girlfriend is depressed and I think I want to leave her because she doesn't do any of the chores at home. And she eat all the chocolate. Mm -mm. That's it. Okay, bye. <laughs>